All right, you all welcome. Welcome to uh, a podcast, just an individual podcast with me, Andre Key. I do a lot about bossing up your business as an entrepreneur, but today I want to really talk a little bit about my expertise, which is residential real estate. Um, and, and the way to make this more in a layman's terms for the audience and for my listeners and viewers, I want to do this segment where I talk about real estate terms, but then I want to relate those real estate terms into a metaphor for life. You know, maybe it'll resonate. Maybe it'll be something that'll stick with you. But let, let's start with this. Um, many times I'm sure you hear people when they talk about real estate, they talk about location, location. The location where you buy your property, prime real estate, what amenities are near, especially in Austin. Are you close to the major arteries, the highway? Are you in a location that is known for the best school districts? These are things that are so important when you buy your property, basically for a long term investment, but also for peace of mind for yourself and your family. Location in real estate is also important because, yeah, it may be a little pricier, but there's a cost of admission that you'll have to be in desirable neighborhoods. Um, you don't want to be in a neighborhood that is turned into a rental community when it's your single family home community. So, again, location is key with that point. There's many awesome neighborhoods that have beautiful views. Um, there's beautiful camaraderie and community within that neighborhood as well. Now, if you equate that to your own life, when we talk about location, we talk about the environment in which you place yourself in, the surroundings and the people that you hang around. Look at it. See if those environments are conducive to your well-being, if it makes an impactful investment in your life over time. If it brings some convenience and some sanity to yourself, uh, the same way as living in a neighborhood with beautiful views. Are there people around you that have a beautiful appearance, a beautiful aura, something that'll spread over to you? Like these two things in conjunction, if you look at them over the long term, will be very impactful, not only for your your mental health, your financial stability, your wellness as far as your physical health. But these things will also be important for you as a way of passing it forward to your family and friends and understand that environment slash location location is very important. And it's something that you should consider when making decisions in your life. So, again, a segment on a metaphor for real estate equating to the metaphors of life. Um, but actually, I want to talk about a few things in this show. Um, first of all, I want to talk to you all where I am um, in my business. Right now, I keep a team around me of admin, a contract to close person, great lenders, home stagers, contractors to help you with the little nooks and that crannies that you need to repair your home, as well as if you're looking to do a full remodel. So my team of vendors, I extend that out to my clients as well. Um, but also as far as my real estate business, I'm at a growth mindset at this point. And, and that means that I am looking to add on. That means I'm looking to invest more time into agents that are looking at growing their careers. Um, you know, I'm not a billionaire. I'm not a Grant Cardone, <laughs> but I, I, I do well with my business and I definitely have a playbook that I'd like to share with others, see others achieve their goals as well as help my company grow. So if I had a new agent in front of me right now, the first thing I would talk to them about is like their database. Who's your sphere of influence? 
Who are the people that you talk to on the daily? Um, back to the segment of your environment and your location. Who are your 10 closest friends? Let's start with that. Let's let's give me your cell phone. I'll give it, I'll give it to my marketing department and have them look through that and go through all of your contacts and turn it into a database. On top of that, if you don't have all of their information, let's just say you had John Smith's name, obviously his phone number, but you don't have John Smith's email address or address. We can definitely put it over to our marketing department. Again, that's another uh, part of my team. And we can do some data mining so that we can have as much information on the contacts in your phone as possible. And that's where you start. You start with that core database of people that are in your phone. Hopefully they know you, but if they don't know you, the next thing you want to do is start to reach out to everyone in a database. Now, if there's hundreds of people there, I don't expect you to make all those calls in one day. Uh, although I do have systems in place that you can reach out to at least ring those phones in a few hours, a hundred calls in a few hours or less. Um, the other thing is, is, is make sure you send timely information to your database whether it's a blog, whether it's through social media content, whether it's like, hey, I'm throwing an appreciation uh, party. I want to invite you out. So these are other things that, you know, with my system and with my team and my marketing in place that I'd like to offer to other agents. On top of that, I'm very tenured. So my experience goes past just buying and selling properties. If you want to invest in the property, if you want to do some creative financing, if there's a distressed property owner that you want to figure out how to help where just the traditional buying and selling methods might not work, that is where my resources and my knowledge base comes into play to help. So again, new agents who want to learn how to build a business, your business starts from the people and it starts with building that database, servicing that database, communicating with that database, being seen by that database and showing appreciation or like how I say it, showing love to the people that are in your immediate circle and watch how that would yield fruit for you, um, not only in real estate, but I feel like in any business. So for any agents out there that have some experience, maybe they've sold one to six million dollars per year in real estate and they want to figure out how to go over that threshold or cross to the other side of success. Uh, I definitely love to sit down and talk with those folks. Um, that's my pitch right there to grow my business, but that's my initiative moving forward. So pretty soon, if you see me, if you're into real estate and you're you want to find out more, I'd love to sit down over a good meal or a cup of coffee and have these conversations. Um, also, I want people to understand that talking to clients in this climate is something that you really have to do your research about. Um, many clients are hearing the news and they feel like that the world is changing and they also feel like real estate is changing. Um, I get a lot of clients thinking that, hey, yeah, the prices are going down. So I want to throw a low ball offer on the home. When I hear that, one of the things I think about right away is like, OK, great. Like, let's take some money off of it. Let's get you a deal. But think about this. If there is a newer community and you come and you want to put an offer in on a home and you want to reduce the offer, let's just say 60K. Now, you just devalued the entire neighborhood. Now, would it have happened without you? I mean, we never know. There's no crystal ball. But if you want to offer 60 to 70K less on your future neighborhood, you just devalued the neighborhood. 
So what I try to tell people is instead of trying to take money off the bottom line, because with today's interest rates, how much would it really save you for monthly payments? How about talk about using those funds to buy down the rate? How about keeping your property's values intact where the rate is going down? You can buy that down with the help of the seller with funds that they can give you back. And that'll allow your payments to be lower in this current market. So having a lower and more affordable payment in the current market makes your price value sustain, makes the value of your area more sustainable. And hopefully what that does is that trickles into the next buyer who comes and says, hey, I want to get 50 to 70K off on that house. Well, I mean, based on the past comps, Mr. Buyer or Seller or Mrs. Buyer or Seller, like that is not feasible in this area. Uh, the comps don't support that. So again, you want to make sure you think about getting that discount and think about what it's doing for the future. 15, 20K off the price of a house. Okay, great. I mean, will that make a difference in your payment? But it will make a difference in the values of your neighborhood. Um, and that's what people can do to make sure they invest in the right area and in an area that will continue to appreciate. When we talk about investment, you know, just in case people are a little confused about you know, what do you mean when you say investment? I'm not an investor, Andre. I just want to buy a house to live in. I just want to buy this house to raise my family. I, I'm not a flipper. I'm not a landlord. What do you mean investment? And what, what I mean is that a house is definitely an asset. Uh, you know, usually when you have a mortgage, some professionals will say, oh, no, your house is a liability. But the thing is, is that it's a place where you're going to park some money where even though it may have its ups and downs, for the most part, the housing market is going to go up and your value is going to go up. And the amount that you put down is going to grow. And the debt that you take out on it is going to go down, which as the property grows and the amount that you pay, meaning the mortgage goes down, that space in between is called your equity. Equity can be used in a few things. You can take that equity out to start a business. You can take that equity out to buy another home. You can take that equity out to pay for a kid's college. But the main thing is understanding that it is an investment. Just like if you use that as a metaphor in life. Let's say you invest in your health and you go on this diet. You want to go on this diet. You know, In the beginning, there's rocky ups and downs, just like the market can be. But the overall result is making this a long-term investment, meaning in the long term, your health is going to be better. How many years extra will it give you in your life? How many more enjoyable years will it give you to play with the grandkids, go for a walk or go for a jog without feeling serious ailments? So investing in that is an equivalency to investing in your home, investing in relationships. How much time do you pick up the phone and call your friends? How much time do you use to, you know, talk to your parents or talk to those relatives? Or how much time do you use to pay it forward, meet with someone, give them advice, serve as a mentor? The same thing as investing in the homes, investing in these relationships, investing in these people can give you a great return on your life. You know, can give you the leg up on the next good idea or the next investment into something that can grow your financial uh, stability. It could also give you a network of people that can grow a support system. 
You know, right now they talk a lot about mental health and people not having someone to turn to. Wouldn't it be valuable to you if you invested in great people where they would invest back in you and you have this community of people lifting each other up instead of pulling each other down? Um, Again, those are just some of the metaphors that I like to throw around as far as investing. Um, The other thing I want to talk to you all about is short-term investments. Okay, we say long-term investments. Those are things that will pay dividends down the line. But sometimes there are investments that you like to look at on the short term. Um, You want to get in and out, in and out. What, did you buy a stock? Are you a day trader? Are you buying stocks to try to make money within the seconds, the minutes, or swinging within the days? There are people that like that type of risk. Well, it's the same thing with real estate. You know, if you're heavy with cash or you have a great lender and you find distressed properties and you find properties that are way undervalued, Keep in mind, in this current climate, even though they say that real estate is going down, finding something way under value is like finding a needle in a haystack. But when you find that needle, what do you do with it? <laughs> do you know how to bring it up to value and maybe resell it? Bring it up to value and create and create equity that you can use and keep that property, but then use the equity to do another investment. So short term investments are also valuable. But understand that you have to identify them and know them when you see them and set up a criteria. Is your short term investment mode where it's like, hey, I'm a flipper. I want to get something and flip it. The minimum I want to make is twenty five K in three weeks. The maximum I want to make is two hundred K in six months. Set parameters because you can't go out and shop for a short-term investment if you haven't set your prior your priorities, your parameters, and your criteria so that you can know how to get in and out and what is it worth to you. What's the maximum rate of return that you're you're thinking about? And be realistic with your returns as well. I find that a lot of people aren't realistic. You got people talking about, hey, I'm gonna manifest this into my life. You're going to manifest a million dollars and I want to have it in two weeks. <laughs> well, if your mind was that powerful, you would probably be able to float. You'll probably be able to teleport. You'll probably be able to bend a spoon with your mind. I don't know too many people like that. I mean, I would love to be a superhero like that and get to that. I'm striving for it. But, you know, if you're not quite there, I don't think a million dollars is going to fall out of the sky. I mean, you may be super uber good at it where you play the lottery and hit big. But usually people who want to manifest millions of dollars in a short period of time, they don't even play the lottery and they don't even give themselves the options. So I say all this to say set realistic goals. If you're going to spend 50 cents for an investment, don't think you're going to make 50 million in a return. Just hope for a dollar, hope for 75 cents. The same way with the property. If you're going to spend 354 property, maybe 450 is a great return. Maybe 400 is a great return, but make sure you set realistic steps, get some victories. And as you get more victories, you'll get more experience. And then as you get more experience, you can set bigger and bigger expectations and start to accomplish those goals. So, um, again, I'm just sitting here, I mean, on my high horse, but never am I looking down on people. I just want to want people to kind of think bigger and sit up on the high horse as well so that they can see the entire picture. 
You know, many times we sit real low at a low frequency, a low vibration, and we're looking. Here's another analogy since we're talking metaphors. You ever see a picture on the wall? That picture can have many colors, many abstract views, or it can be a picture of something simple since we're talking horses of a horse. But if you're too close up on that picture, all you're going to probably see is like a few strings of the horse's mare. Like you won't understand what the hell the picture is, what it's trying to say, what the color really is when you're up close. You may see some fine, minute details, but you'll be in the dark. It'll be trying to figure out a Rubik's Cube all day standing so close to the picture. But if you step back, look at it from a different angle, take in the full view, sit on that high horse, take in the full panoramic view of the environment or the object, then you start to see more. You'll see that there's a sky in that picture. There's a blend of colors in that picture. Hey, there's a full horse in that picture. So again, just remember, sometimes people jump into stuff, their face forward, right face to face, really aggressive with trying to get in the mix. But sometimes you have to step back, look at the entire picture and see what see what you really see. See how you can really develop a plan. Um, you're going to notice throughout this segue, I'm going to keep going back and forth from life to real estate. Just like when you go view a house, many people get out of their car, shake my hand. They rush right into the house. They want to look at the kitchens and baths and the sizes of the rooms and the layout, but they haven't even looked at the neighborhood. Like they probably looked at their GPS and got them to the location. They didn't pay attention to what the other homes look like. They didn't pay attention to the cars in the environment. They, they didn't pay attention if it's hilly or if it's, if does it look like it might flood? They didn't even pay attention to the elevation of the house. Really quick, they look at it and go right in. I say spend about three minutes just staring at the front of the house. Look at the shingles on the roof. Look at the look at the AC unit. Is it old and rusted or is it fairly new? Like these are things that when I say look at the entire picture before you make a decision, it's important. And I mean, having a professional, a realtor or a practitioner, I should say, because, again, I equate this to like being a doctor. Like we study, we perfect our craft. And a lot of times we have office hours, but for sometimes we're we're on call. Well, I'm, I'm there for clients when it's their first time buying a house. Or it's their buy, their step up home and they're spending much more than they did with their first home. Sometimes they really need some attention, some TLC. So, again, you know, it's important that not only do they look at the entire picture, but they use my help and they use my experience and expertise to step back and look at that entire picture. So um, hopefully there's a few jewels and and what we want to give to people. Uh, but the main thing is, hey, I just want everybody to live life, love and grow. And um, for the realtors out there, if you want to grow and you want to get, really get to know my personality and you want to see a certain process and how I operate or how I, I feel like you could possibly operate. Let, let's sit down and talk. Um, you know, this this business moves fast. And so it's rare that you'll find people that want to give you some gems or they want to give you, you know what, guess what? There's plenty of people that want to give you a blueprint. There's plenty of people that want to sell you a system. I get the calls every day. Hey, Andre, try our system. We'll give you 50 leads in the next 20 days or you'll get this and that. Um, and what I found out about systems is it a system takes many moving parts. There's not like a wheel on a car. 
The car has four wheels, an engine, a transmission, headlights, bumpers. All these parts have to go in congruency so that the vehicle can move. Just like your real estate system. All these parts have to be going. And guess what? If you, you're just one person. If you can't run all these parts by yourself, then the machine won't go as well. I mean, we're only one person. They haven't started making clones yet as far as I know that you can purchase and help run your business. But you're only one person. So you have to understand that in operating a system, you need people in place other systems that could possibly help integrate all of your systems. Um, and more importantly, I just understand that you need a team. You need a team. And I have a team. Um, they're putting together my car. They're functioning with the tires. They're making sure the lugs are on tight, making sure the engine is running well. And I play my part. I drive. <laughs> I'm in the driver's seat. I like to steer. If I go too fast, then that's on me. But the team has my back. If I'm going too slow, people on the team are like, hey, what's next? They're waiting. So at the end of the day, I want to focus on what I'm good at. I want to focus on touching the people, helping the people, talking to the people. I'm not good at sending emails and articulating the five paragraphs to tell you what I'm feeling. I'm good at just picking up the phone or taking you out and talking to you face to face and maybe helping you understand certain um, you know, ideologies or making you understand certain terms or certain things that's going on in the actual business. But guess what? There's a machine. There has to be a system behind. And I think it's important that people know that, you know, unless you're just, you know, working 25 hours a day, you, you, you really need to have other people in place that see the vision, that have some equity to earn in your business in order to get them on the same page and to drive that vehicle and drive that system.